0: The Money Show, Consumer Ninja, with Wendy Naula. Lovely to have you on the show, Wendy. What issue are we covering this evening?
1: Hello, Africa. Good to be with you. Um, it's a sad one. It's a tragic one, and and the injustice of injustice of it is sitting very heavily with me. So I can only imagine what it must be like for for the victim in all of this. So Constantia Insurance was placed into provisional curatorship on the 1st of August last year, just over five months ago, by a high court order which the Reserve Bank's Prudential Authority, PA, had applied for. Now, the PA had been engaging with the insurer since the middle of 2019 after it found that the insurer was not holding enough funds to protect its policyholders. That rather important fact was not known by the general public. Um, and, and certainly not known for by those people who um, took out policies with Constantia around that time and leading up to it being placed into provisional curatorship. Um, so a lot of clients who had claims that were being processed um, when, when that big announcement was made on the 1st of August, they lost out. I mean, you know what it's like with uh, – it's there's um now liquidation happening um and uh they stand to get a few cents in the rand if if that. But one particular case, that of Natalie Sass, her loss thanks to her very unfortunate timing is absolutely massive. And as I said, the injustice of it is quite staggering. So she bought a Hyundai Kona in March of last year. It was financed by APSA and insured for 519,000 Rand with Constantia via her broker, neither of them, of course, being aware, as the PA was, of Constantia's very precarious financial position at the time. Uh, fast forward from March to August last year, Natalie smashed the car into a street pole, having swerved to avoid a car which had cut in front of her and her car was so badly damaged that insurance assessors from Constantia declared a write-off. So her claim was approved. She was given the free use of a hired car for 30 days. This is a common benefit of of, of, um, car insurance policies. She was happy, all was well. But on the 30th of August, so less than three weeks later, she got an email telling her of Constantia having applied for liquidation and this horrible news, the the curator will not pay any existing claim.
0: Oh, heavens.
1: So she'd had her rental car for just two days, can you imagine? And she was told by the car rental company um, on Constantia's bidding that they were coming to fetch the car from her. She was didn't have any other transport at the time, so she agreed to pay them 6,400 Rand to keep the car for the full month of August. So at the time, she was six months into her five-year APSA contract to pay off the car, paying 8,000 Rand a month with a hefty balloon payment to pay after that. She told me at the time I'm totally devastated and will not be in a financial position to buy another vehicle. So, as we speak, what she owes EPSA, because that car was so relatively new and of a reasonable price, or a fairly high price when she bought it, she owes APSA 482,000 Rand on the car, right? She contacted me around the middle of last month, very distressed because she'd given, been given three options. One, collect the car from the auctioneers by the end of the month, December 31. Um, but she had to then pay um, outstanding fees of 2,000 rand and another 23,000 rand as storage fees, which she didn't have. She could then also, as an alternative, leave the car with the auctioneers and become liable for a storage fee of 120 rand per day from the 1st of Jan or relinquish the car to APSA, the bank would then sell it as wreckage, and she would be she would have to settle the difference between what it fetches as wreckage and her outstanding balance of 482 rand. Turns out that the most APSA can get for that car is um, 100,000. So that leaves her in wow. debt for 380,000 rand. Imagine this, Africa, 380,000 rand you owe. They wanted it in a lump sum, and you have nothing to show for it. Okay, through no fault of your own, you've done all the right things. You've, you're paying off the bank for the car. You've got insurance. Um, so she said she asked APSA to convert that shortfall, as it turns out, 380000 uh, into a loan that she could then pay off, still meet her commitments, and not have a tainted credit record because she just didn't have it as a lump sum. But APSA told her, sorry, um, please be advised, my, my most uh, – hated saying, please be advised that unfortunately we can't normalise the account because there's no vehicle as security, so you have to settle it in full. So that's when I took it up with Absa and I said, under the stir- circumstances and given that that Natalie had a perfect record and this financial burden is not of your making, would Absa not consider granting her this loan as the best of the bad options that she's faced with. Today they came back to me to say we are engaging our customer to assist in finding a private offer for the sale of the vehicle and a personal loan to cover the shortfall on the vehicle finance account and we'll do our best to assist. Further details around the feasibility of a personal loan will only be clear once an offer for the vehicle is finalised and we will remain close to our customer to offer support as best we can. So, So that's something, but... As I say, that's 380,000 rand that she's going to have to pay off with nothing to show for it. It's the same amount as her home loan, more or less. So she's saying it's like paying off two, two homes. And she says if she she's borrowing a relative's car at the moment. If she tries to apply for finance for a car, she says she'll probably be declined because now she's overexposed. Um, and she says, but this is why I paid insurance. This is why I paid insurance. And how can it be that I owe 380,000 rand for nothing? Nothing. As I say, horrible, horrible situation. I have tried. The only thing I can think to push for now is to ask Absa to plead with them to offer her the best possible um interest rate. She as I say she's got a clean record. Yeah. She's been doing all the right things. And it begs a question. I was thinking about this when I was preparing to chat to Africa. I was thinking, well, what I always like to have a what to do, what advice. I'm saying should we actually approach the Prudential Authority and ask which insurers they are engaging with about insufficient funds before we sign up with one of our choice? I I mean, what else could we do as consumers? This came out of left field. And she said if she'd known that that the, the PA were concerned and having talks and everything... She would never have agreed to sign up
0: with them. Absolutely, I just feel so badly for her. We hand over money on a monthly basis, paying premiums, often having to negotiate what those premiums are going to be because insurers love getting money in, but they hate (laughs) where they have to pay out.
1: Um, Yeah, and it's it's a grudge purchase, right? I mean, you do it for peace of mind. If something like this happens, you okay, but didn't happen for her. And, I mean, it could have happened to you or me or anyone. If you think about it, I mean, she didn't know anything to the contrary. This was a viable insurance company, so she thought.
0: Well, at it's the just, very least, Wendy, I'm hoping yeah. that all the Constantia Insurance um, uh, sort of past clients, I would imagine, are listening to this and are already looking out for alternative insurance providers to cover their cars, their homes, whatever else they had covered with Constantia Insurance. Because they would have. You do yeah, not I want know. to find yourself in they the would same have had situation to as
1: by August, but um, the only thing, the, the question mark is what they will get out of the liquidation process, and experience tells me, unfortunately, it will be very little. So it looks like Natalie is going to be stuck with his 380,000 rand debt, um, m- pretty much all of it for the foreseeable future until she pays it off, but imagine paying that amount every, um, every month, Africa, for nothing. nothing. Imagine nothing. what that must feel like.
0: Because she'll probably need to buy another car because she will need a vehicle in order to function. So now she'll be paying the 380,000 Rand to APSA and APSA, one might argue,
1: Everyone. is right
0: in this particular instance, but hopefully they'll course, be able to find a a uh, wonderful, favorable interest rate. But then there's an additional payment of another vehicle finance that she'll have to... Because she'll she'll need... Oh, if, it's so distressing.
1: She will, but, but now her disposable income is got reduced by the fact that she's servicing this three hundred and eighty thousand Rand loan. So it's it's a total mess. I I, I don't know, I, I wish I had a um <laughs> a happier ending than this. Um but I, I did we I did speak about this story um last August um when it broke or September I think it was. I thought this is this is where we've got to and it's still um you know, no happier for poor Natalie. There will be others, but I think this is among the worst, um, the most severe uh, cases of, of of the Constantia liquidation um, victims.
0: Well, thank you for the update, Wendy. Despite the not so happy news, unfortunately, and I have no doubt that in the coming weeks and months, as you get more information and more reaction from the various entities, you'll keep us up to date. Wendy Nola, our Consumer Ninja, back with Bruce Whitfield next week, Wednesday.